0: Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it, and follow me on Instagram at Shallon XO, and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Welcome back to the podcast, Shalloners. Let's get our mind right to receive the message and wake the mighty women. Let's roll our shoulders back. Let's drop them down. Let's relax our ears and breathe into our belly. Even if we're driving, no matter where we're at, we're gonna breathe in through our nose and hold for a few seconds. In. Out through the mouth. One more time. In through the nose. And out through the mouth. All right, well, we're gonna start off with a question from Caitlin, and she is having some issues with her mama. I mean, man, aren't mom-daughter relationships just so complicated? And spoiler alert, they're complicated forever. I mean, I guess they get less complicated when you have a child of your own because you both have something else to focus on, but probably not. It probably actually gets more complicated because now there's a third thing to argue about. But anyway, that's not Caitlin's problem. Right now, she's living at home because she runs her own business, and she does some pet sitting on the side and some consulting and stuff like that, and she travels a lot. She says there's really no point in her having her own place and paying rent, but she does contribute 50-50 to all the bills, and her mom even says that she, like, wants to give her, like, a monthly allowance, but Caitlyn's like, I don't need the money. Like, it's fine. You don't have to. And so, basically, Caitlin is saying that her mom doesn't understand what she does, and keep saying I'm sick of this I'm sick of you living here and and having this weird career you need to get a real job. She says I feel like I could literally make a million dollars a minute and this would be her response cuz I'm not in some bullshit office. She even gives me like recommendations and despite knowing that I have my own business and I work hard and I just don't know what to do. <clears throat> so I get this <clears throat> and I feel like excuse me <clears throat> Our parents' generation, and certainly all the generations that came before that, professions were very, very linear. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, you were a doctor, you were a nurse, you were a teacher, you were a housewife, you worked in a coal mine. It wasn't like, I'm a comedy improviser. I'm an a fitness influencer. I'm a pet psychologist. It's like, what? And a parent's job, their whole job is to get you independent and stable as an adult, right? Like that's what they're hardwired to do when they have you. And so they look at our like vague, brand new jobs. Not that our jobs are bullshit, but they're, I mean, they're weird and they're kind of new frontiers in a lot of ways. And they're like unsafe. So I dealt with this with my mom, like really up until just a few months ago. And she was always like sending me job postings and like, you have to get a job. I Finally, I was like, I have a job. I don't need an office job. I make a lot of money doing what I'm doing. I'm a YouTube creator. But she couldn't get her head around like how that translated to money. And I mean, I don't blame her. Like it's a weird job. Like even my friends are like, what is this? So I sat her down one day and I threw open my books. I showed her exactly how my revenue worked, what I had in the bank, what comes in, the different streams. And she's like, oh. Oh. All right. So now she's really like supportive. I mean, she was always supportive, but she like gets it now in a way that she can offer like really good advice to me cuz she understands my revenue and stuff like that. But also, the difference is I don't live with her. It's a fact of life that if you're going to be in a parent's house or a friend's house or whoever's house, even if you are contributing, they call the shots because you didn't buy the house, you didn't buy the furniture, you didn't buy the spatula that you're cooking dinner with. Like That is their territory, and wars are fought over land, you know? And she still sees you as a child and a dependent as long as you're in that house, because that's the history when you lived in the house. You were a child. So in the long term, I do think moving out is going to be really helpful to, like, your peace of mind, but also to your relationship as mother and daughter. That's not a relationship you want to ruin, right? Just to save a few bucks. Like, you're going to spend that money in therapy. I've got news for you. Or to contest the will that she cuts you out of because it gets so bad. But you also need this peace of mind and autonomy. Even if you just have a roommate situation, you know, they're not going to have that same kind of interference or judgment or feel like they have a right to question how you live your life. It's You guys are going to be on an even playing field. And that's why it's important for us to be financially independent as adults. Like, I have suffered through being really poor as an adult because I was not going to take money from my mom or from my family because uh it comes with strings and not like You know, some people can be a money bully, you know, like especially I see this a lot when people are planning their wedding. It's like, well, you know, your parents are giving us $10,000 for the rehearsal dinner, but they only want to invite basically their stupid corporate friends. Like, well, yeah, I mean, they're a money bully and they're going to try to call the shots. That's not how my family was, but it's like, yeah, my mom's got the right to ask. Like, you know, she has access to my accounts. like, oh, I saw you spent $50 at a bagel store the other day. Would you like to explain that since I'm paying your credit card bills? It's like, oh my God, no, I would not. So I chose to suffer, but be free in my suffering. And, and it, it was better for our relationship, you know? So we have to be independent. We don't have someone hovering over us and giving their two cents if we are independent. And because look, if someone gives us dollars, they're going to give us two cents. That's how it works. So maybe in the meantime, sit down with your mom and type out like on a piece of paper that she can reference everything you do and financially what the dollar amount is. She's saying you need to get a job because she's worried about you and she doesn't understand what you do and it goes back to that safety, that parental safety. So throw some light on that and ask her what her questions are. Show her your bank statements. Show her your credit card balance. Show her that you have a financial plan for the next six months and where you're going. And if you don't want to do that and if that makes you like twitchy, then you gotta start there because maybe you don't have a plan. Maybe it's like, I'm just gonna live with my mom forever. That's not good for you. And honestly, it's not really fair to her. Like, we can't expect our parents to raise us for the entirety of our lives. You know what I mean? Like, it is the natural cycle of things that we branch off, and that is how Mother Nature works. No animal stays with their parent like their whole life. And, well, I guess um, killer whales do, and they can do whatever the fuck they want. But for the most part, they grow up, they branch out, right? <clears throat> so when we're independent and we're creating our own business and our own, and our own brand, people are going to have a lot of these questions because it isn't linear and it's murky even to us. So I think some frank conversations are really going to get you really far in terms of easing her mind, which in turn is going to get her to back all, off a little bit or a lot of bit. Up next, we have a question from Coco, and she said, Shallon, I'm 21, and girl, I'm burnt out already. I feel like I give a lot, and I'm constantly asked for a lot by my mom, my dad, my boyfriend, and even myself. I require a lot from myself. So when I keep giving and loving and being like, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, and all of a sudden I turn off, people get really upset. They're like, you don't love me. Oh, I wish my daughter, I wish my girlfriend loved me. So I go crying and apologizing because I feel anxious and guilty about it. It all just feels very manipulative and I'm an assistant to everyone. That's how I feel. What should I do and how should I address this? Love you, Shallon. I love you too. So I feel you a lot on this and I feel like burnout is one of those words that like millennials are just starting to hear, you know, and I'm like an elder millennial. I'm like on the older side, but I hear it a lot with my age group and in terms of career, and we're not, we don't feel empowered to talk about this because the older generation, our parents' generation, like, fuck you. Like, you don't know what it's like to burn out. I worked in a coal mine. and blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right, Bruce, no, you didn't. You worked at, like, Boeing. You made spreadsheets, bro. And look, maybe that generation does burn out and they don't address it. They just become alcoholics. Like, tough shit. We're a lot more mental health oriented here in this generation and going forward, so... That sucks. Why don't you go ruin another economy, Bruce? How about another environment? Isn't there a planet you could mess up irrevocably? Cool. But burnout happens because we are taught to produce, 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 produce. And even things like monetizing your hobbies. Like I used to make denim jackets like just for fun, like spray paint them and stuff like this. And people like, you have to start an Etsy store. You have to start a business out of this. And I was like, yeah, I do. And I did. And it ruined it for me. Like It was so stressful that I'm like, this isn't fun anymore. I don't want to do this. I'll pick it up again later this year. But I get where you're coming from. And this happens in our business arena, but it also happens in our personal arena. And those two are inextricably linked. And what it comes down to is boundaries. I feel you on this, Coco. The fastest way to burn out is to not have any boundaries. And when I look at people my age who are like burning out with work, it's because like, girl, you're on your BlackBerry. Like, On a Saturday morning, I was at brunch with one of my friends the other day. It was Sunday, the Lord's Day, and it was 1 p.m. on a Sunday, and she had her AirPod in on a conference call while we were sitting at brunch and I like sat there in silence because I'm like, okay, well, she has to do a conference call. And I'm like, this is why people hit the wall. Like, this is not normal. And she doesn't have the boundaries to be like, it, it's, it's Sunday, I'm not doing this. And part of the reason she doesn't feel like she can have those boundaries, she's not married, she doesn't have kids. And like, people who have those things are like, I'm with my kid, leave me alone. And people respect that. But when you're a single woman, certainly when you're a young woman, well, you're not supposed to have boundaries. What do you mean you don't want to do something? No. You just have an unlimited amount of energy. Go kill yourself, Bruce. So this is how we burn out, lack of boundaries. And it doesn't sound like you're taking the time to set your boundaries, which is a very difficult and guilt-inducing thing to do. Like, who am I to tell people no? That's what we think. But you know what I always say, the people who get mad at your boundaries are the people who benefited from you having none at all. The people who do respect us, they're going to be fine with our boundaries. It won't even register to them as a bad thing. Like, oh, Coco doesn't want to drink anymore. Okay, that's fine. Who cares? It won't affect them at all because their happiness is not contingent on you being obedient and subservient to them. They have their own life and their own standards. And so they love that you have that as well. And it's important we walk in the light of the truth about which category someone falls into temper tantrums, disrespecting our boundaries, guilting us, gaslighting us. That's not the category of respect. If they're going to throw a tantrum and guilt us, then the writing really is on the wall about who they are, and that means we no longer need to feel beholden to them because they really don't have our best interest at heart. And the sad truth is, sometimes it'd be your own family. In fact, honestly, most of the time it is. Family has a really hard time with boundaries. You know, blood is forever. Family's forever. i do anything for my family. Well, yeah, I mean, it's weird. It's like, I'll bail you out of jail. I'll give you a kidney. But no, I'm, I'm not coming over every Sunday for dinner. I want to be with my friends. I want to relax. That's not what I'm going to do. Like, no, I'm not going to spend six nights this week putting together Ikea dressers when I can hire a TaskRabbit person to do it for you. I'm not going to do that. I hate putting together furniture. I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't. No. So you're not put on this earth to serve anyone, and boundary setting with family is, that's why it's more important. Like, you only have to serve yourself, and if you're not happy, you're always going to feel angry and resentful and bitter, and really, how does that help your relationship with your family? How does it make you a good daughter or a good girlfriend? It doesn't. It erodes that, right? So sit down and figure out what's stressing you out the most. What boundaries are being breached that really rankle you? Like literally come up with a list and then come up with a situation that you would feel more comfortable with and communicate that to people. Mom, dad, I'm not coming over every Sunday. I'll come over every other Sunday. Like boyfriend, no, like I'm not going to pick you up from the bars at 1am. I'm going to bed. You can take an Uber. That's the way it is. You know, whatever that might be. So... Then you say, I appreciate you respecting my boundaries and my needs, but if you, if you try to breach them and you give me a guilt trip about this, then I'm going to wind back my boundaries you know, because I can't have this kind of stress in my life and I really need you to respect me as an equal, right? And it's going to feel painful and you're going to feel guilty. So anticipate that. Anticipate it, right? And then come up with a plan about how you're going to deal with it before you even start to feel it. But also... Anticipate the feeling of freedom and self-control and self-worth on the other side when you're living your life for yourself and not ruled by guilt. I have become addicted to saying no. No, I don't want to do that. I no longer make an excuse if someone's like, oh, we're going to like, we're going to go to a boozy brunch and we're going to do this. Like an 11 p.m. comedy show. I don't say, oh gosh, I've got a thing. I'm like, I just don't want to do that. And people don't love to hear it, but because I have surrounded myself with respectful alpha females, they're like, okay, I get it. They respect it, you know? One of my friends, like we, all of my friends go on like this, it's not a camping trip, but we go like tubing down the river um, in Delaware every summer and we invited our other friend and she's like very fashion-y, like glamour puss. And I was like, please come. And she's like, I don't want to do that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know? And she's like, don't invite me anymore because I'm never going to say yes. And I'm like, great now i don't have to feel resentful that she's hemming and hawing and not giving me an answer and oh well i might be busy that weekend but then i see on instagram she's not doing anything or she's out with other people and it's like she just didn't want to do it that was her boundary okay that's fine and then we can all move on in the light of the truth on the same page and know that it isn't personal it truly is our life's work to set boundaries and stick to them and it is hard And But the sooner we do it and get comfortable doing it, it's like a muscle. The happier every single person in our life is going to be. And if they're not happy, then they don't get to be in our lives. No, you don't want to cut your mother out of your life. Maybe you don't want to break up with your boyfriend. But girl, maybe you need to. Because if this is a what have you done for me lately relationship, that isn't a relationship. That's a business construct. That's how I approach the guy who serves me my coffee at the deli. Where's my coffee? This isn't a friendship. This is a business relationship. I gave you money. I want my coffee, right? I don't even drink coffee, but you know what I mean. And so if people are going to approach you in a business way, you approach it in a business way and you start negotiating, right? If someone wants to approach you as a friend, then a friend doesn't have that outlook. A friend doesn't come at you like that. Guilt and shame and fuck you for not doing this. That's not what a friend does. That's not what love is. So you got to look at that. Everyone needs to be on the same page in terms of what's expected and what's deliverable. And setting your boundaries and knowing what they are is the best place to start. This question comes from Jessica. She's dealing with what she calls misogyny, retaliation, and gaslighting at work. She said, hi, Shallon. I'm in a junior position, and I'm up for a senior position at my job. And my mentor, who I really looked up to, and I guess now I realize kind of shielded me from a lot of office politics, recently left the company. So now that I'm in line for the senior position, I feel like I have a target on my back. And there's this one guy in particular who just like... Picks on me, and even though he reports to me, he always seems like he's trying to sabotage me and spread rumors. I've even gone to HR about it, but he just keeps on going. What do I do? So, I would love to tell you that this situation is so unique, but it isn't. This is what work is like for women in every industry at every level. I don't care if you work at Starbucks or you work in the White House. Well, obviously, if you work in the White House, it's going to be full of misogyny. That's another story. It's really important, though, that we learn to stand up for ourselves. And it's great that you went to HR and made them aware of this snake in the grass. And keep doing it. Women are taught, as we grow up, one thing, be polite, be polite, don't make waves. Oh, this weird stranger in a van wants to come in your house and use the phone? Let him in. There's a lot of polite, dead girls. And no, your politeness at work is not going to get you killed. I mean, God, I hope not. But it does keep us from like going to HR and being a tattletale. Oh, you tattled on me. Really, Jessica? Yeah, bitch, really. Everything this dude does, report it. Call him out in front of other people. Respond to passive aggressive emails very pointedly calling him out. Let him know you are not the one and you are not an easy target. People like him are bullies. They're covert bullies. And bullies respond to strength. They go for people who they view as weak or a threat to their power, right? So let him know that you certainly aren't weak. And if he wants to threaten you, he's going to have to do it out in the open through the appropriate channels, doing a better presentation, talking to the boss more, like getting the position, basically working harder. It doesn't sound like he's capable of doing that, so he's going to take the cowardly route and try to peck you into submission. (laughs) Nah, nah, nah. This is how it is for women of ambition. There's always going to be detractors and bullies and people in your way. And they're going to use whatever routes they can to manipulate you. I remember I had a business call like a year ago and I was, I was dealing with the team and I was like, this is this work is subpar. And these are people who worked for me. I was like, this is subpar and this is not acceptable. And you need to go back to the drawing board and start it over. And my like semi manager was like, hey, you know, you're hurting people's feelings. I was like, feelings? I was livid. I'm like, you would never approach a man and say that. Hey, Kevin, you're hurting people's feelings. Never. You're trying to press on the thing that women have been taught. Be polite. Don't hurt people's feelings. You're appealing, first of all, bro, to emotions I don't have. I hurt people's feelings all the time. I don't give a fuck. I'm telling people what they need to hear, both on this channel and this podcast in service of making them better and in a work environment in terms of making the product better and making everyone more money. And it was, I was so, that was such an eye-opening moment for me because I saw so clearly how I was being manipulated and how we all get manipulated, you know? So yeah, this is how it is for women with ambition. And the hardest part about work, you know, we realize from basically our very first job, it's not the job itself. It's not the scooping of the ice cream, the delivering of the jalapeno poppers, the making of the spreadsheets. It's the politics and the misogyny, but you stay on your path. You're not always going to have a mentor looking out for you. I never had one. It is dog-eat-dog in New York City, you know? So you got to become your own mentor and rock solid in your goals and definitely do not try to find a new career because, girl, you can work at Starbucks. You're going to encounter the same bullshit, probably worse, actually, you know? What helped me the most in my career in dealing with people like this is to get a really solid group of girlfriends. Even join some like career meetups or stuff like that for other businesswomen or people in your field. Surround yourself with women who deal with the same things and triumph over it. Because really, you don't have the option of giving up. You don't. You're not going to retire and collect Social Security, right? No. And you're not going to like marry and be a wife. This is is the trap of the trophy wife. And I read like an essay about it and it was really eye-opening. This woman, she said she had been a trophy wife, not a trophy, well, yeah, I guess a trophy wife. She'd quit her job, she'd left career, and was married for like 10 years or whatever, and then her husband basically traded up and left her. She's like, it is infinitely worse than getting fired from a job after 10 years because you've accumulated zero experience. All the time that you put in, the return on investment is, is nothing. And if you have no career and your husband is your life, then your husband is your boss. And we go home from our bosses. You know, we work 9 to 5, we clock out, we go home. He doesn't have any power over us when we're making dinner Saturday morning, when we feel like having sex. He's not there. But when you're married to your boss, oh, yes, he is. So if you think that's the path out, that is a path in way, way deeper to less power and really a potential for a lot more misogyny, you know? So surround yourself with these other strong women. You're going to rise up and you're going to keep on fighting the good fight to go after what you want because you have earned it and no one is going to take that away from you. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Shalantourage. If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, shallonlester.com and be sure to connect with me on Instagram at shallonxo and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet, stay savage.